Folks, Big Jake here just to take a minute and remind you that Music the Lifeblood is not a politically correct podcast. So the following episode might have some colorful commentary on the subjects at hand. Listener discretion is advised. Sitting around with time to kill. If we don't do it, then no one will. Our eyes are cold, our thoughts are old. Fifteen minutes till we lose control. You are now listening to... Music, the lifeblood. Generation behind, going nowhere's just fine. Maybe tonight's the night we die. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Music, the Lifeblood. I am your very humble host, Dustin. We've got an extra, ultra, mega, special edition of the Music, the Lifeblood podcast. Why? Because Joey Image. That is why. For those of you that don't know who Joey is, Joey started his career drumming for the iconic horror-themed punk rock powerhouse, The Misfits, playing on pivotal songs such as Horror Business and Children in Heat. This man has got some serious punk rock cred. Joey has continued drumming through the years for bands like The Undead, The Mary Tyler Whores, and now playing in his very own Joey Image Trio. I had the pleasure to talk to Joey about all kinds of different things. His punk rock blue-collar roots, his struggle with drugs, and where he's at in life right now. Great conversation with Joey. I can't say enough good things about this guy. But before we get into the meat and potatoes of the discussion we had with Joey, I just want to take a minute remind everyone that Music the Lifeblood is available on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter. There is also the Music the Lifeblood YouTube channel where I host vinyl thursdays you can find out about my record collection new things i picked up album reviews interviews and much much more as well as vinyl thursdays sister show conversations from the pit hosted by myself and music the lifeblood's own third man in the field mr john carter all right now that's out of the way let's get to this conversation we have with joey On the phone, I am joined with punk rock drummer extraordinaire Joey Image. Joey, thanks for being on the show, man. Hey, Dustin. How you doing, man? Thanks a lot for having me on, bro. Joe, punk rock has reached middle age at this point. How do you feel to be where you're at in life and punk rock? I'm okay where I am in life. I mean, I feel good. I still play. You know, it's uh, what punk's been dead for quite a while, in my opinion. I don't know. Why do you feel that way? I don't know. Maybe because uh, it's been played out. Like, you know, it's just played out like now. It's like that. I don't know. Maybe I've seen it a lot. You know what I mean? Sure. And I'm, I'm just bo- I'm bored by shit. What, what's going on? So what do you, as, as a fan, as a fan of the genre, what bands drew you in originally? I know you're from, you're from the East Coast. And I know that you, you kind of right. you hung around Max's Kansas City in the early days and things like that. What uh, what were right. the what were the bands that got you into it? Um, actually, it was probably like uh, the Dolls, uh, the New York Dolls. I, I mean, I, I remember seeing them in like '73. The Hoople. I was into glam rock, like you know, like you know, glitter rock and stuff, and you know, I, I was just you know just a bunch of stuff I, I was into at the time and uh but basically I guess the dolls and then um you know I started hanging out in clubs and you know hanging out at Max's and CBGB's 
of downtown and stuff, and I was just there, you know. What was the what was the scene like? What what was the vibe at that point? It was awesome, man. It was like a really great bands. Like I, I would go and see go to clubs and see great bands like the Dead Boys, Tough Dog, the Heartbreakers, you know, Wayne County. You know, I mean, you name it, man. It was like every every night there was great bands. I mean, you know, and I, I was just a young kid. I mean, you know, at the time, and I I looked, you know. You know, it was just like I looked up to these people, mm. you know. That, I mean, when I, you know, seen the dog, I was like, damn, that's that's the shit I want to do, you did, know. Did you ever get to spend any time with the dolls? Uh, not really, but I got to play, you know. I, I mean, we played with, uh, when I was with the Misfits, we we opened up for Jerry Nolan. Okay. And he was in a band called The Idols at the time. And, you know, I remember him borrowing my tom-tom and um, at a show, and I was like, wow. You know, I was like, <laughs> uh, you know, like sort of like starstruck. He was like one of my favorite drummers, you know, besides uh, Marky Ramon, which was Mark Bell. I mean, you know, right. kind try to steal some of his uh, fills and stuff. I mean, he's a great drummer. Marky, Marky during his time in Dust, or Marky during his time in the Ramones? Well, yeah, I was I was into Dust like big time when I was into the Misfits, like big time. I mean, I would listen to that shit like constantly, you know, that doll stuff, Motorhead. I, I was into a lot of different stuff at that time. You know. See, it's it's always been weird to me how Marky went from Dust to the Ramones. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I seen them in Wayne County. You know, Backstreet Boys, I've seen them in um, uh, The Voidoid. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the bands. I mean, Marky's like one of my major influences growing up. You know, I used to hang out. I mean, hang out. Is, you know, I went to his house. I used to see him at Max's. And I remember the night he hanging out with me and my friend and, uh, at Max's. And he said, you know, I, I, what do you think of me doing the remote? I was like, Sounds good to me. What was the... Because the Ramones are kind of like the flagship band out of that New York scene. Everybody always talks about the Ramones. Uh, you know, the the contact that you did have when you saw them or you're talking to Mark, that sort of thing. Was there... Was the was the vibe around them that they're like... You know, that they were this icon status kind of punk rock thing at that point? Or were they uh, just... Let's got- do it like this. I'll put it like this, man. They had a big following. I don't know, you know, there was a lot of, you know, you know, basically misfits who were from Jersey and stuff. I mean, I lived in Manhattan and I, I, I you know, hung out in that scene and stuff. But, you know, they they had a big following. They had people behind them. I don't know, you know, it's like they were in with the in crowd. At the, you know, they were like the first wave. You know, I'd seen them. I remember seeing them on Max's, like, and, I can tell you, man, they weren't that good, but, I mean, I seen them years later, and they were smoking, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know how it is with bands, band. you know, it takes time, if you stay together, you know, you get stronger and uh, more powerful as a band, you know, as a unit, so, I mean, it was, uh, you know, I, I didn't really think, I was really never a big, I really never even listened to them too much till just really recently, the last few years, like, uh what they were really about, you know? Right. Why'd you wait so long? I don't know. I, I, I was more into, like, kind of Johnny Thunders kind of stuff and Heartbreakers and that kind of whole deal and stuff. 
out and um I don't know. They just didn't really interest me. You know what I mean? But then, you know, I listened to their first album and stuff like that and I really liked their first album. And their first couple albums I liked. But I never, you know, I don't know, they just didn't do for me. You know, I like the Dead Boys and stuff like that. Right. You know? Dead Boys, that first album is incredible. Yeah, even the second one is incredible. Just that whoever produced it, I mean, overproduced it, they kind of lost that live feel towards it. I mean, there's some great songs on the second second album, but um, I think the producer fucked them. <laughs> it, can, it can happen it can happen in punk rock just as much as it happens in rock yeah. i mean joey you're you're kind of like a blue collar guy yeah, totally. what's it like to be in that position you know what i mean where you kind of have one foot in both worlds you know is that is it, that it, yeah it, it, it's kind of it's kind of rough and i mean like i you know you know it's, you, you know i don't i didn't come from money or anything you know i I, I'm self-taught drummer. I used to, uh, I didn't have a drum set for a long time. I used to, I learned playing on my mattress and listening to, to my, my headphones. That's how I kind of picked up playing drums and stuff. You know what I mean? It's always been like a struggle. It's, you know, still today. I mean, you know, I, I still struggle with the fact because I want to play, but I know I have to work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But right. I, I made time plus, you know, I kind of was, uh, you know, I had a bad habit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, you know, it was a combination of things. Like, I mean, if I, if, maybe if I stay focused on one thing, but, you know, it's like, it's really hard to balance out your passion with making money and just gotta deal with it, you know what I mean? And that's what I keep on doing. I mean, I just try to keep true to what I know, and that's all. I have my little slice of pie. You know, I don't copy anybody. I do what I do, and I don't know what other people do. You know what I mean? Playing drums a lot. I just know, go. <laughs> right. Uh, I want to talk about that. I've checked out your Facebook. You know what I mean? I have I, th- I, th- I think you and I are buddies on Facebook at this point. You know, I've seen, there was a post a little while back that you were talking about, you know, uh, clean living, you know, happy to be sober. How uh, how far how far along clean are you? You know, how's, how, how is your health in that regard? Going on three years clean, you know, clean and sober. I mean, let's face it, man. I've had, you know, narcotics problem from 20 years old. You mm. know what I mean? So, right. I mean, it's like 38 years of uh, doing, you know, hard drugs and stuff. And um, I've had my health problems and stuff and, you know, hepatitis C, whatever the case may be. And I, you know, I, I, you know, I went through the treatment and stuff and so far it's working out you know what i mean right. i just try to I, I live i live clean now i mean I, you know that's all i can tell you right what what got you to that point uh well i like i i've gotten clean before but well you know you get kind of tired of that kind of lifestyle after a while and right. you know it's just like you just got to make some changes i mean you know i first got clean and like 97 and then I stayed clean for quite a while and it was really productive you know playing and word stuff like that and um flipped again and then I'm clean now I'm, you know Joey how did you kick heroin man did you I mean did you go on methadone what what, what did you do uh, I'll tell you I, my history my history is like I had 38 year heroin habit right 15 M years were on methadone yeah, I had to keep it off, bro. I, 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 you know, I fucking, basically, I went into treatment. I went to 
treatment twice. You know, once I, I got clean back in, what, 96, 97. Stayed clean for quite a while until I went to, out, out to L.A. And then I, I started up when I got back here again for a little while. And then I, I got, like, hepatitis. I got diagnosed with hepatitis C. Mm. And uh, I, I thought it was like, you know, I wasn't paying any attention to it. But then, like, you know, I knew something was wrong. And then I finally, when I got clean, I addressed it and stuff like that. But, yeah, my shit was falling apart. Bro. I, was, I was falling apart. It was like, you know, yeah, it's just sometimes you just got to, like, you know, you know, like, reach down and fucking say, what do you want to do, dude? You want to die or be on a corner begging for change? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, no, I don't want that's not me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's not me. So I'm like, you know, I could see me going that way really easy or being, you know, in prison somewhere. So, uh, no, nah, that, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't in the cause, so I got clean. Did you go through the interferon treatment with the hep C? Yeah, I did, yeah. I, yeah. I did like seven, seven months on that. That and uh, Revivirin. It'd make you feel like shit, yeah, I would bro. imagine, right? Oh, bro, I, I can't describe it, bro. I mean, most people that go on that stuff, like, lose their minds, bro, because it, it's, I, I, I can't describe it. It makes you get, go cuckoo. It makes you crazy, like, in a way, because you're so tired, like, you know what I mean? You can't do nothing, really. I mean, I worked at, and, and was on that treatment. And I, that's all I could do. I don't even know how I did it, but uh, that's all I did. But I, I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even function, bro, for like seven months. Wow. Nothing. Were you working that whole time? Like, what What do you, I mean, what do you... Yeah, I, I do, yeah, I, I, right now I do, like, AC work and stuff. My friend, you know, I work for a friend of mine, and, you know, that's what I do right now, you know, besides cool. playing. You know, I mean, I don't make no money really playing, but uh, I don't even care. I mean, you know, the only way I would make money if I went on a, a tour that somebody's making money. Right. Nobody's paying no money. Right. It just feels it feels good. To, it feels good to be able to play. Yeah, it does. I mean, I have fun with it. It's not, you know. I don't even know. It, it's funny, you know. I have a name. I don't even know how I got a name. It's just by playing, like through the years, like even through the tough times, and even though I spaced out, I've always managed to keep music in my life. You know what I mean? In some form, you know what I mean? Like even, you know, even. In, even as I was spaced out, I mean, you know, I was like, I still kept it in, music was a part of my life, bro. so I mean, it's always been there. I, I mean, like I, like I said, I, I don't even know how I got a name, I, you know, playing the Misfits to a, a lot of different bands, I don't know, you know, it, it's just funny, like now, more people are asking, talking to me now, you know, about, like, Misfits and other stuff like that. I mean, I don't even know half of the stuff I done. How did you? How how did you? How did you originally get introduced to to heroin? You know what I mean? Like, how did you get exposed to it? Um. Well, I you know, like I used to hang out with friends of mine that were like you know a little older and stuff like that. And um, you know, back in New York, back in the day, it was like a I don't know, just a. You know, it was really easy to get. I mean, I'm sure, I don't know how it is now, but back then, like the 70s, like even like when I went to school and stuff, I mean, you know, like most of the people I knew were, you know, not everybody was doing it, but the people I knew were into that. You know what I mean? Not, you know, it was just, you know, and, and then, you know, okay, 
you know, we used to go and get Chinese rocks. You know that song by Heartbreak is Chinese rocks. Yeah, kind of uh, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, we used to cop it in New York and stuff, and it was like a big, you know, I, you know, I remember, you know, we used to go and get it, and um, you know, it was. Uh, I remember the first time I did it, I was like seventeen, and um, you know, I remember going through the Lincoln Tunnel, the Holland Tunnel into Lower Manhattan, and my friend is playing Lou Reed heroin on his on his CD on his uh, tape player. <laughs> It was really spooky for me because, like, I, you know, I was like a good kid, and then if I, like, you know, I fucking just, I ventured off, bro. I, I looked up to people that kind of, you know, that, that did that. Right. Kind of weird, you know what I'm saying? Like, but that was just me. I was just curious. Do you think? Do you, Do you think you have? Do you think you have addiction? you know, kind of in your genes, in your blood, so to speak? Like, if it wouldn't have been heroin, would it have been cocaine or alcohol? No, nah, uh, you know what? I was never a big drinker. I was always, I was really, like, into sports. I was always, like, always, like, I always, I didn't even, well, I started smoking when I was 35. I didn't even smoke cigarettes until I was, like, 35, wasn't, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean... I mean, I, was, I lived a pretty clean life, and, you know, just had, you know, I remember waking up in, in, in New York, like, I, when I lived in New York, I was, like, 20, and, like, I, I would do heroin on the weekends, and then, you know, I wake up, I woke up one morning, I was like, wow, I'm sick. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was, like, dope sick, I need this shit, so that that's how, it, like, you know, and then I lived down there, and I friggin', I would go every day, and, you know. You know, and that's how I, you know, just fell into it more and more. Wow, man, man! <laughs> if you only knew what would, if you only knew about New York in this like this late seventies, like oh, I can't, I can't. I mean, Studio Fifty Four. I mean, bro. Yeah, I mean, like, it was like a supermarket. I mean, stupid. I mean, I never seen anything like it in my life, bro. I, I, you know, ever. Well, the stories. I mean, the stories alone with Dee Dee Ramone. You know, and and his girlfriend at the time. I used to see time. them guys. I used, I used to see them guys copying all the time. Johnny, Johnny Thunders. I used to see Dee Dee, Richard Hell. You know, like a bunch of people I would see. Like you know, but I wouldn't say anything to them because you know I do shit. I was <laughs> just trying to get high. You know. Right. Right. So. Wow. God, dude. It's amazing. It's a, Joey, it's amazing you're alive. That no, I, <laughs> How do how do you think I, I need to, I mean how how do you think how do you think you survived? You know what I mean? Like how I don't know, man. I, believe me, if, if I tell you all the story, believe me, I should be dead a really long time ago. Believe me, man, but uh I don't know how I survived. I guess uh, it's just I don't know. You know, who knows? I, I don't even know how I lasted this freaking long, bro. The, the lifestyle I lived, off the chain, bro. I mean, crazy shit. And, um, you know, I, and you know what? You know, I kind of like the chaos I used to live in, but, you know, now I live differently, so. Right. <laughs> it was just, you know, I can't live like that no more. So, I mean, now, I don't know, I don't know how I survived, bro. Right. I, I, I scratch my head. I mean, it's like, you know, 
know. <laughs> right. How would did you did you have like did you have like a moment? Did you wake up like you know? Did you did you come down? You know, at some point and go, holy shit, this this has gone too far. Did you did you ever have any of those moments? Many times, yeah, many times, bro. There's a time, you know, just uh, many times I woke up and it's like I can't live. You know, I wasn't happy, clean. I wasn't happy, space. I wasn't happy, high. I wasn't happy, any happy. It was like happiness. I didn't know that serenity. I uh, it was just like it was so crazy. I I never lived that. You know, I mean, I didn't have that. You know. It, it, it's it's just like it, the obsession just takes you, bro. It's just like that's all you know, right? And to get better, it's like you get you, you're putting something into your body. Your body is normal, and then you contaminate it. Then you got to put something in it to make it normal or somewhat normal. <laughs> it don't make sense. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't get that, but I, you know, I, like everybody, it's oh, it's cool and stuff like that. You know, but after a while, you understand it's the fucking nightmare, bro. Nobody, every junkie wants to be clean. I don't care who they are. You know, hmm. you can only play or, or or die. I mean, everybody I know is dead from this shit. Either that or you know what I mean. It's like everybody dies. I know that, but I mean, you know. How many uh, How many friends have you had die? You think? Oh my god, bro! I. I uh, from that stuff, a lot. I realized. I thought. I, I remember when I was in Mary Tyler Hall, I found my girlfriend that I was going with dead in bed from an old dose. I came home from work and I found her dead in bed. So it was great. Bro, believe me. I mean, you know, nightmares, bro. <laughs> like somebody wants to write a book you want to write you want to write a real horror story okay I'll fucking give you one oh, yeah 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 that's right it is a fucking nightmare and like you know sometimes I think to myself I don't deserve anything good you know what I mean but it's just the way it is bro I mean I just try to live different you know what I mean I lived fucking crazy for so long man so what I mean what what keeps you what keeps you clean, man? You know what what keeps what what keeps the needle out of your arm or the pipe out of I can't take I I don't wanna deal with the consequences no more, bro. You know what I mean? I, I don't wanna feel my body's clean now. I mean I, I I put shit into it all my life almost. No, you know. I, I can't take I, I can't take the consequences. I, I don't wanna go to jail. I don't wanna I don't wanna go out that way, bro. It's not me, you know what I mean? I like to you know, I've had my struggles in life, and, you know, life is not, like I said, it's not a straight line. It hasn't been a straight line for me. I, I don't know what, you know, I just know, like, I like waking up not sick. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I can't deal with consequences no more. Like, losing everything. So, you know how many drop sets I pawned and got rid of for, for fucking, you know what I mean? Like, so many, bro. Gear, like, unbelievable to get, you know, drugs and stuff. It's crazy. I mean, like, I, you know, like, you know, I just come from that school where I was like, I don't care about material things. You know what I mean? I really don't. I'll get them back. Everything's temporary in this world. Oh, it's, it's mind-boggling, bro. You know, the way it is for me. Wow. I'm a real misfit. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Nice. <laughs> 
I know you had you were doing the Joey Image Trio for a little while. Yeah, I'm um, still doing that. I mean, I, yeah, I'm still doing that. I, I want to talk about that because uh, I, I've heard you talk about on a couple occasions that you found this uh, this young fella that knows how to play guitar, knows how to sing, and you decided, you know what, I want to play with this guy because I feel like that's an awesome thing for a, a, a young person to be able to do, to play with someone that they kind of like, they played on records that they idolize, you know, that sort of thing. On your end of things, what do you find enjoyable about that? Why Why did you want to play with this young well, guy? Well, you know, when the kid's got hot, number one, he, you know, he's like, you don't find kids 15 years old that can play old school stuff and, and really love it, you know what I mean? It's really hot, I and mean, it's, you know, I guess you, you know, he's been into it for quite a while, you know, and, um, I just want him, I want to make him, you know, I'm just helping him along, you know, show him the ropes the way I play. He loves the way I play, trying to point to how to rock out, like, the way I know. So, I mean, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, you know, that I could give away. I was teaching him how to play drums and stuff like that, but I was like, yo, stick to guitar, man. You're better off. (laughs) You don't want to play drums. No, he's an awesome kid. I mean, I, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm still doing that with him. So, I mean, you know, I just rehearsed with him last week, and we just got another bass player. You know, I just, when you were his age, you know, when when you were fifteen, sixteen, seventeen years old, and you caught mm-hmm. you caught the bug to play music, you know, who was who was the drummer that you looked up to in that same kind of sense? Who who caught your eye? Well, back in the, I mean, you know, I mean, New York wise, you know. You know, Marky and, and, and Jerry Nolan. But, like, before that, I was into, like, Don Brewer from Grand Funk Railroad and Mitch Mitchell, I love. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Bill Ward from Black Sabbath. They were, like, you know, like, people I looked up. I mean, there's so many. I mean, Corky Lang from Mountain. I mm. mean, I, I can go on and on. I mean, this is, you know, there's millions. Of, I mean, this is hundreds of dramas, you know, tell you they were great, you know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, right. I had a, a wide, wide range of different stuff. And What was the last show you went to? That I went to? I, I'm, I'm thinking the last show that I went to was like, I think it was a Misfit show. Oh, okay, about, like, okay. Like three years ago, maybe, yeah, about three years ago when I first got clean and, uh, you know, I saw Jerry and I just said, well... And that's it. I just shook his hands. He good luck, and that was it. We don't say much. Let's talk about the Misfits a little bit. You were in the band for we're we're talking about two years, right? Seventy eight to eighty. Yeah, we just tried to break through. Well, I mean, we you know we were playing New York. We just did a tour. I mean, I quit on that tour like in when we went to tour with the band and stuff. But the, nothing was together. You know what I mean? It was like you know nothing. How do you feel about your place in the history of the band? Do you is, is there ever a point where you felt like, yeah, that that was definitely the time for me to leave, or you know, would you would you have wanted done something differently or anything like that? Well, I mean, I did what I did in the band, and I, I guess that's just the universe, and that's what it asked me at the time. Mm-hmm. But you know, I could look at it a lot of different ways. I could look at it and I could have been dead. You know what I mean? Right. So I mean, but I mean. I did what I did. I mean, you know, there was a lot of different kind of uh, disagreements and, like, you know, just egos and bullshit, you know what I mean? And I just felt like, I, you know, when I felt I was like, when we you in a band, everybody's together. And it really wasn't like that. It was more Jerry's and 
and Luke and Glenn's show. I know, I know you've played, you've set in for a couple songs from time to time. Uh, whenever the bands came through Florida, you know, you've got up on stage and played mm-hmm. a couple songs with them. From an internal standpoint, does it seem like it's a different kind of band now versus then? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I played with Doyle, was just me, Jerry, and Doyle. I played with Jerry. I guess, you know, I mean, like, whoever he had in his band at the time, mm-hmm. I sat in a couple of times. Yeah, it was a totally different deal, you know what I mean? Right. It's not like, you know, I just do what I do, you know? Right. The way I know the songs. So you played on, I know you played on Horror Business, obviously, so that yeah. puts that puts you in the band with uh, Bobby Steele at the time. Right. Bobby Steele went on to form The Undead, and you did a little bit of time in The Undead. Yeah, I did, I did a couple of tours with him. I did... European tours with right. and some U.S. dates. I know the uh, the European tours were, it was pretty good turnout, that, that run of the band, right? Yeah. Oh, dude, I mean, it was, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, I, I, I wanted to continue in the band. I mean, um, I asked Bobby, you know, let's, let's develop the undead further. And then, like, he promised me he'd sign a contract when he and then he, he reneged on stuff. I mean, we had battles. I mean, you know, Bobby's a weird cat, you know? I mean, he reneged on a lot of stuff, you know what I mean? I mean, he's a great he's a great guitar player, don't get me wrong. I love the way Bobby plays, but Bobby's Bobby. What's a creative, the creative dynamic, you know, in the garage? Because I know the Misfits rehearsed in Jerry's garage uh, for most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd, we'd go in, friggin', basically, Glenn would come in once in, a, you know, once in a while, you know, do vocals and stuff, and... As a band, we rehearsed, and then most of the time it was just me, me, Jerry, and, and uh, Bobby, and uh, we would bang out the tunes. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. get them. I mean, we would rehearse almost every day. You know what I mean? I mean, we were tight, like a machine, like for a while. Glenn would show the chords and stuff, and then we would just develop what was going on, the vibe. So I know, I know Glenn's obviously the primary songwriter. In, mm-hmm. in that band, uh, what's, you know, from from the other three of you, you, uh, Bobby, and Jerry, what what kind of input did you guys have? Glenn, Glenn took control of all, it was all his deal, like, that's the way it was, you know what I mean? And um, basically, we just banged out the music, you know, it was aggressive, and that's the, where, where we were at the time, I mean, pure energy. We're like 20 years old, fucking madman. And at shows, uh, when you, because I mean, the Misfits at that point weren't touring much. Um, they were playing; they were just more playing shows. Uh, I, I think, I think a lot of the time, fans think that they they had been touring the world all the way back to like 1977. Um, but it wasn't like that during that time, was it? No, we well, we would do local tour. I mean, not local, but we'd go Pennsylvania. You know, we'd go out of town. Pennsylvania, we'd play Philadelphia, you know, like different places pretty close where we could hit, you know. I can't remember all the places we played, but, you know, it was kind of local where we could drive there and then come back and stuff like that, you right. know. You know, you got to start off small, like build an audience pretty close to where you're going. And, you know, we played New York, you know, you know, all, all the clubs in New York and stuff, basically. Since then... Uh, you, dude, you've played with so many bands, so many bands. 
whether it's it's the yeah. undead, the misfits, the Mary Tyler whores, uh, I think uh, human buffet, strap ons, human buffet. During mm-hmm. during during all those time, you know, all that time playing with all those different musicians, those different bands. You know, has there has there been anything that you felt like this kind of thing happens in every band, or or this is this is what I learned doing this or not doing that? Um, you know what? I mean, you know, I don't I don't play. I play in bands that, you know, not, because I, I like their feel and stuff like that, the energy, is, you know, it's not, you put two years into a band, people quit, and then, you know, and then you gotta start all over again, and then there's fights, and this, that, and yeah, yeah believe me, I, I was a core, I, you know, I was messed up when I was playing with the Misfits when I left, I mean, I, I totally understand what's going on, it, it's really hard to keep everybody happy in a band, you know what I'm saying? Why do you think that is? I, I hope it's like, you know, people think they're rock stars at the time. I, I don't know what they think. I, I don't know, maybe you don't get paid no money. I mean, I, I never really made no money with the Misfits. I mean, I, I don't I don't know. Everything went back into the band. I heard uh, I heard you talk about at one point that uh, <laughs> Glenn gave you $17 to buy something uh, one day. Yeah, I and mean, that- that's, the most, uh, that's the most I've seen. That's that's the I mean, most. I know, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, I remember after playing the show. I think it was at Irving Plaza or somewhere in New York. You know, so there, seventeen dollars is what you get. You know what I mean? So go buy a shirt or something. You know? <laughs> do you do you remember what you bought with it? No, I don't. I really don't. But you know, it's like I knew people up and down that block. I mean, I used to live on that block, and you know, I knew a lot everybody back in the day. So it was. I don't know, I thought we did buy something, but I don't remember. You know? <laughs> Everything went back into the band, bro. It's it's a working band, right? It's it's like a blue it's a blue collar middle. Uh, yeah, middle. I, I guess it was, yeah. I mean yeah. I I didn't really understand like what was going on because I you know, like I know I had to work or I had to work and then go to rehearsal or do shows and stuff. I you know, I couldn't stay at home. I wasn't like you know, I didn't come I didn't come from that that you know, privileged kind of deal, like, you know what I mean? Let's talk about growing up. Musicians usually get the bug pretty early on in their life. Um, you, t- you talked about, mm-hmm. you know, like Motha Hoople, you know, Wayne County, Motorhead, The Dolls, all those bands. Uh, what? How old mm-hmm. were you? How old were you when you, when you, when you said... I was, you know, maybe a lot of people was watching the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. Some other big event. What What was the big event in your life that made you go, man, I want to play drums, I want to play music? I guess it was watching, you know, like you said, like Ed Sullivan and stuff like that. Just watching, you know, TV back then, like all them bands. And, you know, I would watch where the action is, like, you know, like Holy Fear and the Rays, West Coast stuff, like, Steppenwolf, I mean, it was like, you know, there was a lot of cool stuff back on, on TV back then, you know what I mean? So, that's what, you know, that's where I got the bug, you know? Mm. I was into Hendrix, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I was a young kid. Why? FAM radio was pretty cool back then. Yeah, FAM or FM radio at that point was, it was like album rock. Yeah, I didn't even, yeah, I mean, I didn't even know about FM, but I used to listen to AM radio and it was like all them, you know, cool Good stuff on it. So why'd you end up with drums? Why why not guitar? Why not bass? Why not a trumpet? Why not an accordion? Well, I, I remember my father bought me and my brother a pair of sticks and heads and stuff, and I would diddle around with them. You know, I learned, I really learned how to play 
you know, listening, banging on my bed, you know, listening to songs, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, because I, 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 I lived in an apartment. I couldn't, I didn't have a drum set. I think I got my first drum set up when I was like 13 or something like that, but I couldn't play them because my landlord or something like that, you know, it was fucking something stupid. <laughs> but, you know, luckily, as time went on, my friends owned houses and they had basements and they had, you know, you know they had drum sets, like oh, this person I worked for, you know, he had seven brothers and, and there were seven drummers. So there was like plenty of drums and I'd go over his house and there would be a kit and I could play. And, you know, I was like, that's how back in them days, like the early days, 17, 18, like that's when I really got really good, you know, and it right. got better, you know what I mean? You have a, as far as like drumming style goes, uh, your it's it's kind of a four on the floor sort of thing, but it's more of a, it's like a blitzkrieg. You know what I mean? Uh, it's right. ju- it's just fast as hell and it's just hard as hell. Um, right. Is is uh-huh. there is there a drummer that you know you were emulating at that point when you kind of developed the way that you play, or did it just kind of happen that way? just happened that way. I mean, you know, I don't know how other drummers play and stuff. I mean, you know, I would picture other drummers, but, like, I always thought I would, you know, I was doing stuff wrong. You know what I mean? I just, you know, I was like, you know, because I'd listen to, you know, I'd watch stuff, Buddy Rich. I would watch, you know, Gene Cooper. I'm like, damn, I don't play like them, or I don't even know how they play. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm self-taught. So I was like, is it just my natural feel or what? what's inside of me that comes out, you know? And plus the music that we were playing, you know, it was like, uh, I was into that. that. That was, you know, I was into fast, aggressive, you know, in your face shit, you know? What drew you to that? What What about, what about aggressive music, whether it's punk rock or metal or? I don't know, it's just something inside me. Just, I, I like that. It's just, I like to see kids, like, what people like, move around. I don't like, you know, people like, Oh, you can play pretty good, you know, but you're boring. You know what I mean? I like excitement, bro. I want people to feel the energy. I'm a, I'm an engine, and I try to I, 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 I try to give them the vibe of, like, you know, going cuckoo, crazy. What were the shows like in, uh, in whether it was when you were playing with the Misfits or whoever, whatever band you've played with, and early on in the New York East Coast scene, when when fans of punk rock look back at like old footage of stuff on YouTube and things like that, it just looks like the crowd is in a just a a flurry of motion and action. You know, was it like that when you're on stage looking at, out at the crowd? Was it that? Did you feel that kind of energy coming off of the crowd? You know what? I don't. I don't know. I never really. You know, like playing drums. I I basically zone out. Like I just I get a natural buzz off of just playing like I really don't really see if there's people there I, I could give two shits or not I'm just gonna poke out what energy's coming out of me like I I really don't know but like back in the day I, I would go to shows they're always you know like dead boys and I was like I would see these guys and I was like damn they're fucking awesome man you know what I mean the energy and the tightness to them and you mm-hmm. know you could tell they were really good bands you know so do you, do you feel like you don't give a shit one way or the other. If if you're there to see me or not, I'm just going to get up there and do my thing, and you're going to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, you know, you think, you know, I don't, this is what I do. I, I don't know what, this is how I play. 
I don't I don't care if you think I'm good. I don't care if you think I'm bad. I don't care. This is how I do it, and that's just me. Do you still see that in punk rock bands? You know, if you're at a show or if you're playing a show with a, a younger band, do you still see that kind of vibe? Very rarely here. You know, I could tell a good band. Don't get me wrong, bro. I could, I could tell a real good band, good dramas, right off the bat. You know what I mean? That are more probably skilled than me. You know what I mean? Because I just have my little slice of pie, and that's it. You know what I mean? You know, maybe they say, wow, you're awesome. I'm like, thanks, man. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I'm humbled by that shit. You know, I, when somebody comes up and says, oh, I enjoyed your work and stuff, I'm like, really? Wow, cool. But, uh, no, like, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I, I try to take pride in what I do. That's all. We talk, we talk to a lot of musicians, um, and a lot of the time, mm-hmm. We, we always hear about, I don't know why I do it, I just have to do it. I have to play, I, right. I, I have yeah. to record, I have to write music. Is, is that the way you kind of feel it? Yeah, I mean, I, I do it straight out of love, bro. I mean, I don't do it for any other reason that I'm going to make money on it. It's nice if you make money off your work and stuff, but I, I do it just for the, just the simple fact that I love it. It, it makes my innards good. <laughs> nice, right on. <laughs> nice. So, what's uh, what, what are you listening to right now? We talk about we talk about the music we listen to on the show. What's uh, what's Joey yeah. Image into right now? Right now, I like Zeke. I like you know, I like Turbo Negro. I like the Sonics. I mean, that's old school stuff. I mean, but that that's kind of stuff. Of, you know, early Black Sabbath. So there's a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, Chrome Locus. I got a, a mixed bag of stuff. So what? What? How'd you find out about Turbo Negro? Um, I, I found out about them like twelve years ago or something like that. Like I don't know. I just, I just, I, I just, I, I, I like the name. You know what I mean? It's like I, I seen it and uh, I checked them out and it was like, wow, this is cool shit. Kind of music I like to play, like that. Right. You know? It's rock and roll. I mean, as, as yeah, it's rock and roll. I mean, as they, as they got. As the albums progressed, and I think they got better, like it more, I don't know, polished, but still sounds raw. I mean, in the beginning, they were really kind of raw. I just like their, I just like their vibe. Right. Have you ever got an opportunity to see them? Yeah, I seen them out in L.A. back in like 2006. They were, they were freaking awesome, bro. They, they sound just like the album. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> uh, Party Animals is the album I like from those guys. I think, I think it's incredible. I think it's awesome. I like, yeah, I mean, I like all of them, man. And there's not one album I don't like. I mean, they're all, right, that kind of shit, you gotta live that kind of shit. That's where I'm at, like, what, sort of like where their heads are at. So if, uh, if you could go back, erase one drummer, and put yourself in their place anywhere in time, who's, whose place would you want to be in? Shit. I mean, bro, this is a big list, man. I mean, you know. <laughs> right. I like the drummer from Turbo Negro. I mean, right now, I mean, if I, I would have to say uh, Marky Bell, you know? Mark, Mark Bell? Bell? I mean, right. yeah. He's awesome. So that's, he's got to be my number one guy. Is there no, okay, so that's that's the third time you've mentioned Marky, uh, whether it was you talking with him in CBGB before he joined the Ramones, you talked about him playing in uh, the Voidoids and Dust and the Ramones, mm-hmm. and you brought him up again. You know, what? what about Marky's playing uh, as a drummer, what what attracts you to 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 what he does? 
Yeah, I just like the setup, the way he's, you know his drums were, the setup. They were big. They were like three, you know, four, like a, a you know, big tom tom, two floors, a floor, you know, big kick. You know, what I mean, it just looked so, you know, simple. But it was like, you know, I always believe less is more. It looks more power. You can do more stuff with less. You don't need a lot. All that bunch of drums and stuff like you know you don't need all that i like the simplicity of that you know what i mean to me it's like monstrous that that kind of shit because you can make a lot of, you know like a loud sound you know you know what i mean you can do more with less marky's a good drummer i had a had an opportunity to see him play with uh marky ramones blitzkrieg a, a couple years ago and uh i mean it was great it was really really great i i played i i did a show with him down here when i was in human buffet and it was awesome, man. Yeah. Did you get a chance? Did you get a chance to talk to him? Yeah, a little bit. You know, I mean, he's, he's, I don't know. Kind of, I don't know. I think he had a toothache that night or something. Something wasn't right with him. But um, no, but you know, I I've seen him out in L.A. I I, I always say hello. So I always give him props. I mean, he's a major influence for me. I mean, more get denied. No, I got to give him props. I mean, he was the he was the guy. You know what I mean? Right. In my book, he was the guy. You know, at this point in your life, does punk rock still mean the same thing it did to you now as it did when you were 20, 22 years old? You know, I don't know. I am, I'm a blue-collar kid, bro. And it's like I just have that worker attitude. And that's how I look at the way I play. And I, I, you know, I, don't, know, I don't know how other people come up. I, I really don't. I mean, I just have to blue-collar kind of deal, like hard-working, kind of like hard-hitting kind of drummer, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like very aggressive, like, you know, simplistic, but I don't know, the feel, like, you know, especially in in bands, what they need, you know, that I think. I mean, you know, I try not to overplay. I don't think, you know, it's not, you know, I don't think it's any uh, rocket science, but just got. I I just have a natural feel, you know? So what's, uh, what's next? What are you working on? Trio still. I mean, I'm doing the trio thing. I'm getting that back together. I mean, another band called The High Ministers, you know, which is like different. It's like garagey, you know, rock and roll kind of uh, garagey punk sort of. Trying to get that together. We're looking for a bass player right now on that tip, but uh, just trying to keep steady, keep my chops up. You know, I'm 58 years old, bro. I just, it gives me pleasure to play, you know? Is that, do you feel like that's what makes you the happiest in life? It makes me happy. I mean, yeah, it makes, at least I have that outlet to play. I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm blessed to have that outlet. That I can let out some aggression, you know, playing music. Right. I mean, to, to me, playing, playing music is like a gift. There's some people that just, you know, Work a job, go home, watch TV, and don't have no clue what it takes to be dedicated to something, you know what I mean, to play music. It comes from my heart, bro. It's a, you know, I don't just do it out of straight up love for it. I mean, believe me, it's a pain in the ass to play drums, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I love it, so. When shit gets tough, everybody, everybody has a bad day. Everybody goes through bad patches in life. Is is that what keeps you? You know what? That's what's that's what I'm going to keep going for. No, I just I, no. It's not that I. You know, it's like you know what. Sometimes I I gave, you know, like especially getting clean and stuff. I was like, okay, you know, wherever the road takes me, if it takes me back to playing, I'll I'll accept that. 
you know, it's taken me back to playing. I mean, you know, I, I don't know, you know, this kid came along in my life. I've been showing him stuff, playing with him, you know, to give back, you know, some experiences that he'll hold on for a lifetime, you know, for the best times of his life. You know, it's like, a, you know, it's like these little gifts. They, the kid's like a gift to me. Just giving back, I mean, I look at all the people that have supported the Misfits and stuff that I played on and stuff. I mean, come on, man. I'm humbled by that stuff. So what what do you think it's going to take, you know what I mean? I mean, obviously sobriety is a is a one-day-at-a-time sort of thing. You know what? Uh-huh. What what keeps you what keeps you focused on? You know, staying sober, staying clean. Well, without being sober, I have nothing, bro. I mean, let's face it. Believe me, I've been through a lot of years of addiction. You know, and you know, it's it's brought me nothing but you know to my knees, like just like wanting to kill myself at times. So I mean, every day it, to me is a gift that I could still possibly do something, you know, good. Right. Whether it's playing, you know, just smiling at somebody, whatever. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know what people think of me. I have no idea. You know, I mean, I just try to be true to my craft, whatever I'm doing. You know, I have integrity. You said smiling at somebody. Just, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe somebody, you're walking by someone, you can tell they're having a shitty day. And you take, right? You take the time to just smile at them and say hi or something like that. Is that is right. that is that something you do? You do that because it's something you've experienced in your own life. Yeah, I mean, because well, you know, at times there was times in my life that I just kept my puss down. I, I I wasn't even able to smile. I wasn't able to laugh. You know what I mean? And, you know, and to look somebody in the eye, I can look people in the eyes today, you know, because when you, you struggle through addiction, it's really rough. You, you always hide in, in a way, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I don't want them to find out how, how you know, how messed up I am, really, you know what I mean? It's like, you always gotta, you, your mind plays a trick on you, like, uh, everybody knows when you're spaced out. So, I mean, like, you know, I don't have to hide from nobody now. Now I can smile, I can look somebody in the eye, I can tell them the truth, and that's it. You know, and that's all it's about. Something you're proud of at this point then, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's good for me, yeah. I, I like it, yeah. Cool. It's good. Okay. Good way to be. I mean, plus you can, when you, when you deal in that, that world of like drugs and stuff like that, it kind of, uh, you know, it's always lies. It's always people, the, the wrong people for you. The energy is wrong, everything. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not good. You know I mean? You know you're doing wrong. You know what I'm saying? So it's not a good world. I, 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 I like the freedom of just being me and not the high. Give me your best, give me your best misfit story. Give me, uh, give me your best one. Oh, now you got me on the spot, bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you, well, the story, I can tell you the day I left the Misfits. Okay, well, it was, you, that you, you were in the UK, right? You were in England, right? We're in the, yeah, we're in the UK. I, I can tell you that whole deal, like, really. Basically, it was like, you know, we were touring, we, we did a show with the Damned at Haraz, and then, like, two weeks later, everybody's like, oh, you gotta get your passport, you gotta go, and, and you know, we've gotta go on tour, like, just like that. 
But, I mean, these guys knew. I mean, I had a heroin habit, bro. I mean, it's like, I'm going to go there. Like, how am I going to figure out I had no money? Like, how am I going to do this tour, right, and, and, and play shows? Like, well, if they didn't even take that in consideration or whatever, right? So they just went over there. We go over there, and, like, you know, I'm playing, bro. I'm struggling. Like, I'm fucking sick all the time. And, mm. you know, it's freezing over there. It's like, I, you know, it's just... Jerry and Glenn would go out doing their little business, you know what I mean? Like, and I would go cop heroin sometimes if I had the money. It, it was awful. And they walked off the tour with the damn, and then we were stuck in London for like, I don't know, a week or so or whatever, waiting around, and they're like, I, I was just sick as a dog. And then, like, one night, I was like, I go, I told them, I go, listen, if we don't rehearse or get something going here, I'm leaving. So they all went out one night, I got 40, 40 quid, and I took a, and they, they came back they, by 11 o'clock or whatever. The next day, I left. I took the plane right back to uh, New York. I had a round trip ticket. I said, see you, and that was it. And I got I, I, I got one phone call from Jerry, I remember, saying, oh, you got to come back. You got to come back. I was like, to what? You know what I mean? The first show I played, I remember playing drum set they had for me, soft. And I'm playing, I broke the snare, the first crack on the, on the snare drum. I was retarded, bro. I was like, I'm playing on a tom-tom. It, they just didn't give a fuck. They didn't think about all the bullshit that had to go with this tour. You know right. what I mean? So, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really think they gave a shit. You know, they was just out there to promote themselves and that's it. Arthur Googie came in after you left. Mm -hmm. And Bobby was there for a little while after that. Um, mm -hmm. Why, why do you think Bobby ended up leaving? You know, I know that Doyle came in real quickly after the fact. Uh, okay. Uh, here's, a, here's the other trip to that, all right? I know, I mean, let's face it. Jerry was grooming Doyle to play guitar. He, I, I'm sure he was... They didn't really like Bobby that much. Bobby was a... I thought he was a, good, a really good guitar player. I think he's a great guitar player. Jerry... You know, you know, they're all brothers. Number, there's three brothers in that family, and I remember Jerry, me, and Doyle when he was like 14 years old. Like, come on, Doyle, sit in with us. We'll teach you some, you know, Ramones, or we'll teach you some Heartbreaker songs. You know, what I mean, like, you know, because he, he was like 14, 14 year old kid. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's how that all happened. But. uh yeah, I, I think there was a massive plan behind Jerry's craziness. But it was all, it was, everything was very secretive, basically. You know what I mean? I didn't even know what the hell was going on half the time. So it wasn't really a band or something like, I, you know, you know, once in a while, yeah, we're coming into New York, you know, blah, 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 blah. And that was it, you know? When I see a copy of Horror Business on eBay for like $700, how, yeah, how... Give me... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I, I know it's the real deal. How 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 likely do you think it's an actual copy and not not a bootleg? Who knows? They can make up stamps and, and put the original stamp on. Like you know that you know what fascinated me fascinated me was like when I played with the undead. Bobby would have boxes of original posters. He would have. 45s, he had a bunch of beware fucking albums. I was like, bro, I mean, like, I, I remember, like, handing stuff out, promoting the band when I was, you know, playing in the band. So, I, you know, I didn't keep anything. I I was trying to promote the band. But Bobby kind of, like, held on to stuff, you know what I'm saying? It's like, mm -hmm. 
I don't know how you can tell, bro. I really don't know. But, uh, I mean, that's whack, you know. <laughs> I, I don't have anything right now. I mean, I don't have a single copy of any, any 45. I don't have anything. I, I have what people send me or I see on on my face or whatever, you know what I mean? Facebook. <laughs> Bounced around so much. I lived out in L.A. I right. Did, you know, I am in New York here, there, down here, down in Florida. I mean, just bouncing, bro. I mean, this is the first time I'm, like, stable in, like, three years. How long you been in Florida? A while. Uh, I've been down here since 2008. 2007, something like that. How did you wind up in Florida? I mean, like you're you're a New York kid, man. Like you were in Manhattan. How'd you I, wind? I know, but I know I I moved down here with my girlfriend. I used to go with Frankenhooker. You know Frankenhooker? Uh huh. Yeah. That, you know that movie Frankenhooker? I was living with her in New York for like quite a long time, and even down here. I mean, we lived together for like nine years and stuff, and then we came down here. I got clean. She didn't want to get clean, so that split that up. So, I mean, that, I mean, um, and then after that, I, I started going on tours and stuff. I, I got with the strap-ons, and I, I remember doing a tour, like, uh, of, of the West Coast. I did two West Coast tours with them. I just said, I'm moving to California, man. Time is clicking. You know, I need before shit gets too old. I get too old. I can't play. And I just want to, I just got to go out there. I should have went out there like years ago after I quit the mysteries, but I didn't. Anyway, whatever happened, I, I went, I wound up staying out there. It was like fucking good times with bad times too. You know what I mean? Right, right. You know, a, a friend of mine, you know, I was like, I, I told him, I go, listen, man, you know, he goes, when you come back to Florida, you know, and, um, you know, you can stay at my house because, I mean, I was like fucking rock bottom, bro. I mean, IRS caught up to me, everybody, man. I was like this, I had zero. I was zeroed out. I had no evidence of it. They, I was cleaned out, but I was zeroed out. Right. So, I mean, um, you know, I came back here and tried to, you know, get back on my feet. And, you know, finally, finally I did. You know, it took me a little while, even when I was here for a while, you know, like to get my head together what I really want to do. Because, you know, I was fucking spaced out. Bro. Right. <laughs> um, Joey, before, before we, then we hang up, um, I, uh, I want to, I want to talk about something with you real quick. You know, I, I host this podcast. We, we interview, we, you know, we talk to a lot of musicians, you know, we talk to, uh, people that are kind of in your community of bands, you know, whether it's like Sam Hain, the Misfits, Danzig, you know, Doyle, you know, all those kind of bands. You were extremely, extremely accessible and easy to approach. Um, about uh, doing this interview, I want to know why you do, why you make yourself that easy to approach. That's just the way I am. I'm open. I mean, let's face it. In years before, I mean, no one's ever really talked to me. I mean, as as far as why I left Mistress, or it's all through Bobby or Jerry or whoever. You know what I'm saying? It's just like mm -hmm. it's all secondhand information. No, you want to talk to me? Come to me, and I'll tell you what's going on. Okay? No one's ever asked me about nothing. So, I mean, you know, I mean, it's not that I'm, like, looking for publicity or anything like that. Just, you know, more just letting people know I'm still around and I'm doing good and, um, you know, I'm still playing. So, whatever comes of it, comes of it. I mean, it's like, you know, I, I'm sure, I mean, a lot of people, I always hear second-hand information about bullshit. I'm like... Why don't they just come to me, man? So, like, you know, I've read books and, like, 
I'm like, what is this crap, bro? Negative shit, you know what I mean? Like, it's not even the truth. It's just bullshit. But, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, come to me and I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> Very simple, you know? I think, man, you know what? I, I think, I think to, uh, I think to have went through some of the stuff that you went through and come out on the side with a good attitude and a smile on your face and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and a willingness to just be a good dude to the other people walking around with you. I, man, I think that speaks volumes. Um, yeah. Well, I appreciate it, bro. I mean, that's just, I mean, yeah, I could easily be one of them guys that like, you know, uh, like, you know, self pity kind of bullshit. You know what I mean? Like for what? You make life what you want to make it. I mean, basically, you know what I mean? You can, you know, you can change, you can be happy or you can be sad. What do you want to be through today? You want to be, you know, you want to be miserable, you know? No, for what? <laughs> life is too short, bro. <laughs> I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't got a choice. Like, either way, either one you want to look at. So, right. I mean, I, I try to stay happy and whatever the service is, money, women, whatever, bro, whatever the deal is, like with that, you know, everybody goes through shit, and that's it, that's life, it's a, it's, I call it the rock and roll roller coaster, you know what I mean, because it's, it's always up and down, like, my life has never been straight ahead, never, you know, I don't know, I don't, you know, maybe other people have, but mine, hell no, bro, you know, most people, if they lived my life, they probably would shoot themselves, but I didn't yet. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to, so. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joey. Joey, thanks uh, right, thanks, for, thanks, for being on the show, man. Thanks, Dawson. I appreciate it, bro. We live or die. What keeps us going is this 